This is episode 117 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. On this episode, we're going to be talking about test anxiety. I know you've felt it. I've felt it. If someone told you right now they're going to test you even on a subject that you know, I think you'd notice that you feel a little different about things. You're going to want to cram and then the worry starts to hit. I've been talking to a lot of kids that are feeling test anxiety lately, and so let's talk about that important subject. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to this week's episode. Have you noticed it's a little bit late? I normally try and put it out right before the weekend hits so you guys can put in your headphones, listen to it while you do, I don't know, your weekend chores or weekend drives. This weekend, I took off to go see my mother-in-law get married to her love that she has been with for quite a long time. And they went to a park, this beautiful little chapel in Prescott overlooking this little lake and we saw them get married. And my goodness, you guys, it was emotional. I don't, I'm not a super duper emotional person, but I got emotional when I just heard these two people express their love for each other. It just made me realize that life is short and they are, you know, my mother-in-law. So she's not, uh, she's been through a lifetime and she's still saying, we're going to take advantage of each and every moment and we're gonna get married and we're gonna commit to each other it was beautiful. I just want you guys to take in each and every one of those moments in your life because there is enough anxiety to go around. And we are going to be talking once again about a different type of anxiety, test anxiety. This is not to say that we should be overwhelmed with listening to every single different way of focusing on our stress, but it's time that we deal with it so we can help both ourselves and our loved ones enjoy life that much more. Now, as we get on with our program, I also want to remind you, especially if you're new to this program, thank you so much for being here. I invite you to follow this show. When you do, it's kind of like your favorite program. It's going to be there. You'll be able to be notified when I put out a new episode about solution-focused practices for kids. You do that if you're on Apple. You get up to the right-hand corner. There's a drop-down. It says follow. All you have to do is push that, and bam, there you have it. Now, every single platform, whether it be Google Podcasts, whether it be Spotify, there's a place where you can follow there's a place where you can download. I encourage you to do that because we would absolutely love to have you each and every week. I also have a wonderful giveaway that I'm giving out right now, and that is an anxiety, I guess you could call it a, 
a resource guide because I'm putting out some articles. Um, each of the podcasts that I've done in Anxiety in a simple format that you can click on. You could save it as a download and just find it easily anytime. You can get that by going to my bit.ly link, bit.ly slash join share. That's lowercase J-O-I-N-C-H-E-R. And I'm going to put a link right down in the notes if you forget. But that's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash join share, C-H-E-R. Like my name. Recently, I got together with a whole bunch of parents and did a workshop on how to help kids handle stress and anxiety. It was so great to see you in person. As much as I love doing the Zoom and uh, webinars, it's a different type of energy when we're face-to-face, isn't it? And I love staying after and talking to you guys, those of you who are able to join me and answering your questions. And we went through some of my top tips on how to handle anxiety and how to deal with it. But I know that it is so tough. I want to take a minute to acknowledge that as I listened to each and every parent talk about their stories of the stress their children has faced or displayed either on their way to school or trying to get out into the world again when they just want to stay home, I have parents that talk to me about how they just wonder if their kids are ever going to feel as comfortable as they used to just leaving their house. This stuff is happening, and I know many of you guys are are experiencing that. If you're one of them, my heart goes out to you. I know it isn't easy. I experienced some of that myself this weekend when I was at the wedding. My uh, children each had their moments of anxiety, their moments of stress for different reasons. And after the stress calmed down and they were able to get over it, we had a discussion about the things that trigger us. Each of my kids said, well, when I have anxiety, this is the way it displays. And when I start feeling stressed, this is how it's displayed. And I sat and listened to them and realized that, wow, we are such individuals that we can't sit around and put a little bow on how anxiety looks and how we can actually help someone get through anxiety. It's helpful to have the tools in our brain and have a way to take care of it. Uh, But I know that when you're in that moment, it's tough and it's stressful and you feel like everything sometimes just gets thrown out the window and you're like, why, 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 why in the moment can't these resources just work like one, two, three, boom, the stress goes away. It's not that easy. It takes patience. It takes love. And most of all, it takes believing in your child. You got to believe in them 100% that they can get to the other side. And if when your child is in the middle of a large anxiety attack, if you also get triggered, circle back and talk. Talk about what happened. If you did something that you're not proud of, don't be too proud to say, I wish I would have handled that differently. That was tough. I felt a lot of stress myself when you were having anxiety. Just keep it real. Now, when we're talking about uh, stress and anxiety that comes with tests, there's all kinds of stuff you can look up as far as tips. Of course, you hear about it because the school tells you, get enough sleep, make sure you eat your nutrition, make sure that you wake up and have a calm morning and uh, I don't know, on and on and on. 
each and every child also is going to display that kind of anxiety differently too. So recently I did a TikTok uh, to help the kids. We sent it out to every single kid in the school just to kind of listen to it. Um, And it gave three quick tips. I believe in these tips. I'm going to talk about them in a few minutes. But the most important thing you can do is communicate with your child. When your child feels heard and understood, they are going to be able to get through anxiety quicker, no matter what tips you put in place, no matter what anxiety steps, no matter what you do to help them get through, listening to them and having them feel heard trumps all of that. Because they feel awful about going through this stress and anxiety too. And the last thing they need is having added guilt of thinking, oh, I'm just putting too much stress on my parent. So let them know that you're here for them. You understand. And even though it's hard on both of you, that you guys are going to get to the other side together. So I also want to offer you guys real quick, like I said, that um, that entire uh, resource guide that I'm making for ev- each and every person that was at my parent seminar. They are getting it. And you as a podcast listener, I want you to be able to get it too. You, um, I'm going to be sending that out to you if you go again to bit.ly slash join share. I'm going to send that out this week. Now, if you join and I've already sent it out to my group, I am going to keep an eye for the next two weeks. So let's see, it's that means until the second week of May. If you've listened to this later, you can always email me and I can get it to you. But in the next two weeks, if you join bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash join share, it's all lowercase, J-O-I-N-C-H-E-R, I will make sure you get this resource in your hands to deal with stress and anxiety. And I will also remind you about the best communication tips just so you have it on the tip of your brain, the tip of your mind, it will help. And I'd love to hear about your successes. So don't forget to reach out and tell me. Now, when it comes to test time, there's three things that I think work best. Number one, breathing techniques that has to do with mindfulness. Number two is journaling. And number three is revisiting and remembering all the things that you and your child does well. Let's first talk about breathing. We know that when we are in a state of duress and our heart is beating fast and our breathing quickens, it makes it near impossible to think straight. We need oxygen in our brain to be able to think clearly. How can we unwind our mind at all if we are not able to slow our breathing. We need to be able to breathe in and think, breathing in, I do my best. Breathing out, I let go of the rest. That's my personal mantra. You can have two words or a sentence of your own, but you think of a sentence that's going to empower you and then take a deep breath in through your nose like you're smelling the most wonderful aroma Hold it for just a minute and then slowly breathing out like you're blowing out a candle and think that you can get through whatever that next step is. When you slow your breathing down and the oxygen goes up to your brain, you will physically feel different. You will feel energized and calm. It's the number one thing we forget to do. Do it for yourself and practice breathing techniques with your child. 
right then wherever you are at when they're in their stress. You say, you know what? I need to take a breath right now. You can do that with me if you'd like. Breathing in, I do my best. Breathing out, I let go of the rest. That is my very first most important thing that you can do to deal with stress and anxiety, especially during the time when a child thinks, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. I've crammed. I've studied. I mean, you've been through it. I've been through it. Breathe with them. Help them calm their mind and their heart through getting that oxygen. The second thing is write it down. Journaling is probably the number one tool that I've found in my life that helps me focus my thoughts. When you're talking about having the focused mindset and doing things deliberately on purpose, we're 25% more likely to remember the things we write down. So why not use that power of writing to jot down, it doesn't matter how your spelling is, if you have nice writing, messy writing, maybe you truly do like to type better. Uh, You could get a journaling that's through I don't know, your computer. I personally just like having it written. You're written down on paper. One page might be all about my stress so I can get it out of my head. The next one might be brainstorming all the things that pop in my head that could help me to get to the other side of whatever struggle that I'm in. The next one might be something empowering, uh, positive affirmations, whatever it is. When you journal, it helps so much. So I encourage you to get a notebook. You can look on my website soon to be, there's going to be some um, journals, maybe when you've listed us in the future, because they're going to be offered in the summer. I'm going to offer some solution-focused journals that have some prompts in there and some wording that reminds us to be solution-focused. But no matter what, even if you just use a spiral notebook, just write, write your feelings down. And particularly with uh, test anxiety, you're going to want to write down those things that stress you out about the test. Now, you're wondering, well, isn't that just bringing it to the forefront of your mind so you feel the stress all over again? It doesn't work that way. That's all I can say. What happens is once you get it out on paper and you're able to look at it, perspective happens. You're able to kind of be like, oh, oh, that's what I've been stressed about. This might not be something that I need to keep thinking about and keep letting it re-roll around in my mind over and over again. I've put it on paper. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to handle this test anxiety and this test that I'm going to take in the ways that I have in the past. I'm just going to go for it. And at the end of it, I'm going to be fine. That mindset can shift because you journaled, because you wrote it down. No matter how ridiculous it is, a child can write down the things that they're stressed about and it can work to get that out of their mind. Teachers use this in class. They journal at the beginning of every single day, usually with prompts. And kids learn that this is the way that I, it's not, it's not only learning how to write, it's learning how to express yourself through writing to get stress out of your body and the thoughts and the swirling thoughts that have to do with overthinking. And number three, remember what you're good at. Isn't it so much easier for our mind to think about all the things we're terrible at? I just talked to a child today and they were um, talking about how awful they are in math. I just can't do math. I know I'm going to mess up on this math test. I know that it's going to be awful and horrible. And I thought, here they are, 
just doubling down on the negativity about how awful they are at math. And it's just causing them to be paralyzed. And most likely, it'll affect their results in the tests they take or even their regular work. So we turned it around. And I said, well, what is it that you're great at? And we had a quick discussion about all of those things that are their best talents. And he turns around to me, a little second grader even, he goes, I don't know what this has to do with my math test that I'm taking tomorrow. And I said, well, I want you to remember that you have so many amazing skills that you've been given. And you are going to use the same wonderful energy that you use when you're doing your writing that you feel strong about. You're going to use that same positive energy to tackle the math. And you might not know each and every one of them. And you might not feel as though that's your strongest subject, but you can still bring that kind of energy. And he stopped for a minute and he said, you mean I can take the test and I can be calm and just pretend like it's the same way that I feel when I take the writing test because I, I don't mind the writing ones. I said, that's right. So how do you feel when you're taking the writing one? And he talked about it. And I said, well, no matter what your skill is, I wonder what would happen if you had that kind of attitude going into the math one. And he laughed and he said, I don't know if I can or not. Now, needless to say, he's taking the test tomorrow, but I've been using this strategy for years. And kids will say, if I put my mind into a place of thinking about the things I do well, the things that I thrive at, the times when I'm right at home, and I put myself in that place right before I feel better about what I'm doing. So it's definitely in your benefit to remind your child of all the things they're great at. Let them feel great about themselves. Even though they might still feel stressed about the test, why not tell them about all the things they're great at? It even could be something that they're, uh, that, you know, a, a sport. You could talk about a hilarious uh, memory that you have together, any positive, most wonderful thing about them is going to help them better than focusing on the negative and the fear and the worry. We're trying to get away from that to be able to have a clear mind to do our best. And at the end of it all, it's just one test. We don't want our kids to figure that that's the end of everything. Now, when it becomes a situation that is overwhelming, many times it's for our high schoolers, right? Our high schoolers feel as though each and every test could make it or break it to get into the college they want. And that is also a problem for us as parents because we put that pressure on them. If you have a high schooler and you want them to do well, remember yourself that your child will make it to their destination whether they make it to the exact college, whether they make it into the exact college, there's a bigger picture involved. And that is that they can reach their goal in a lot of different ways. I know that's so hard. And some parents are being like, but you don't understand. Their dream is to get into such and such college. And I need to put the pressure on. The problem is, is the pressure does exactly the opposite effect. So if you're dealing with an older child that's taking a test that does make a big impact on their life, it's still important to help them have perspective. It's still important for them to breathe, relax, write down the things that are really on their mind about it so they can get it out of their head and to remember the things they're doing well. 
Now, these tips might help you out a lot, but like we said earlier, it may be that they still have a whole bunch of needs that you just don't know about. How about we be a solution-focused person in our child's life and ask them, believing that they are the expert of their little life, what helps you get through stress? What has helped you get through stress in the past? What has been the very most helpful thing when you feel stress that helps you get through it? That is something I ask each and every student that comes to me dealing with some type of stress about their schoolwork. Today, I talked to a sixth grader and I said, what is it that helps you calm down the very most when you're feeling stress about things? And he said, drawing. Drawing always calms me down. If I can just draw a little bit of my anime, it calms my mind right down. Just the very next moment, I called a girl out of the room, also in sixth grade, and said, I want to find out what is it that calms you down the most when you're about to do a test or when you have anxiety. She said, singing or music. If I could just sing a little song or hear one of my favorite songs, I calm right down. And I called the very next moment, I called her friend out and I asked her the same question. And you know what? She said, exercise. She just wants to walk, just get that energy out and shake it off. Look, we aren't going to know exactly what the ticket is unless we ask our children. Ask them what helps they know. And at first they might say, I don't know, nothing helps. I don't know, it's just too much. Or if you've been the type of person that kind of gives them the answers quite frequently, you're one of those that like to solve the problems for them as a parent, then they might say, I don't know, what do you think? But push a little, say, no, I want to know what you think. I want to know what helps you. What helps you calm down when you're stressed? And then listen to them and then ask them straight up, how do you think you can use that same strategy in this situation? Now, beyond every single one of the tips I said, this solution-focused practice should be done in every stressful situation. And of course, when they're about to take a test, what has helped you before to calm down? How do you think you can use that same strategy today? Whether you are a grandparent, whether you are an aunt, uncle, teacher, counselor, administrator, you can use these two sentences to help a child reflect upon what will help them. They're an individual with individual needs and individual things that help them. So yes, we can breathe with them and write down and remember, and that's a universal thing that helps humans to do better with things. But in order to really, really make things happen. We need to tap into what works for them. Celebrate it. Be there for them. And that is going to be the ultimate ticket to being uh, a proactive type of person. Now, what do we want? We want our kids to feel calm. We want them to be able to do their best. Remember that. Because if you're feeling stressed and you put it on them, then that is on you, right? Then you're the one that's, that's completely uh, helping their stress rise instead of fall. So in order to make sure that you're not the one putting stress on them, begin with the end in mind. I want my child to feel calm in order for them to do their best. With that motivation in mind, I will help them to be able to know that this is just one test, 
They're going to be fine. I love them and believe in them no matter what happens. And I know that they can get to their destination in life with many different pathways to get there. Lessen the stress. Now, as we move on, I want to remind you that I leave show notes at the bottom. I'm going to let you know where my TikTok is if you would like to get. Actually, I'll just tell you right now. I don't know if it'll be in the share notes. It's share, C-H-E-R, The Focused Mindset. That's C-H-E-R, The Focused Mindset. That's basically my handle on Instagram, TikTok. Um, I don't know. I think it's also I don't really do much of some, a lot of them, but uh, definitely on Facebook, share the focused mindset. This is where you'll find my videos, some other stuff that I do. I know most of you guys, you love listening and that's why we're here together podcasting, but feel free to look up my other information if you'd like. And remember, if you want to head over to the show notes, you'll see all of the helpful links that you could just quickly tap on. I would love for you to join me in my email community where I send off tips and messages directly to you. You can get there by my short bit.ly link, bit.ly L-Y slash join share, or by heading over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com. Thank you to each and every one of you that has reached out, taken the calling that I've put out in the last few months for coaching. I I'm almost fully booked. I'm going to have an amazing summer and I'm so excited about it. But I want to just take this minute to thank those of you. If you got to the end of this podcast, I know you're a faithful listener. You're somebody that knows the importance of not only being solution focused, but just being focused on what's right for you. What's your best next step? Sometimes individual coaching is the step that you take just for you. You think, oh, I got to do everything for my child, but what are you doing for you? If you want to look into that, feel free to go over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com, click on the coaching tab, and you're going to be able to see how we might be able to work together individually. And this has been such a great time together. I love spending time with you. I love feeling as though we can connect in such an important way because you're going to go out and you're going to be your very best self from this moment on. I want you to take this minute to breathe in and think, breathing in, I do my best. And breathing out, I let go of the rest. Feel empowered, make today amazing. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.